Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever applies when you're watching this uh, video or in this room. The title of this morning's Dharma talk is Live in Enlightenment. I've said before, several different teachers have said this, Live in Enlightenment. Logan says that. Before we begin discussing or talking or teaching this, I'm going to ask you a few questions. Please give me your response. What is enlightenment? Dimiko. Don't know. What is enlightenment? What is enlightenment? What is enlightenment? What is enlightenment? Say it. Yeah, it's you. Realizing what is fundamentally true. Okay. That's pretty close. Anyone else have a... You can see where I'm going with this. I'm about to give you a talk on living in enlightenment, and nobody knows what it is. So let's clarify that. But what is it? I'll start again. What is enlightenment? I don't know. What is enlightenment? Dummies. (laughs) (laughs) What is enlightenment? What is it? (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to get off the hook that easy. (laughs) So the idea here is to uh, enlightenment. It just is a, there's no uh, state. uh, It's not even a state of mind. It is mind. It's mind without any obstruction. It's mind without any particularity as far as identity or location. No grasping, no rejecting, no letting go. No hanging on. No, 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 no. It is a it is a kind of negation. But it's not negating something. And there are other descriptions. I often prefer to use the word realization because it's realizing what this is. So we said, live in realization. It's very tempting to go into some kind of discursive thought about it. Well, just be here now, like uh, was done by... Uh, the book by uh, was it Ram Das wrote that back in the seventies or something, based on his teacher Neem Karoli Baba, a Hindu teacher. Oh, I remember his name. I don't know. So awakening, realization, enlightenment is not something to accomplish. It's not some something else. It's this. It's this, as it says here, as it is. Or I used to say that, that perception only. There's all kinds of teachings that are pointing directly, directly, directly. As I often say. What you're looking for, happiness, looking at it. But that looking at it might be the wall that is, uh, is keeping you from seeing your true nature and keeping you from be fundamentally, fundamentally who you are, not separate from anything, anywhere, at any time, any place. Time and place, loca- uh, location and the division we call time, before and after, or Unreal. So live in enlightenment or live in realization. Notice the selectivity of the ego mind. I want this, but I don't want that. I want more of this. I want less of this. I don't want that's quite that's too much that constant chattering, chattering in ourselves in our mind stream about 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 
it's good, it's bad, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be. So what would be living in enlightenment? A simple way of putting it is no more warfare. No more warfare. And no more peace fair either. Observe the polarities, but join nothing. Don't join. Don't quit or uh, don't do it. Just don't do anything else so that you can see the fundamental nature of what is showing up as your mind. Live in enlightenment. As Dogen says, and I have to paraphrase, I don't remember the words, but each time you sit down, hold still, this is Buddha. Just holding still, regardless of what's happening in the mind stream. You may project, inject, create some kind of idea about enlightenment that you're trying to live up to some kind of a standard. That's a misunderstanding. It's called spiritual materialism by my teacher, Trungpa Rinpoche. Wanting something else, wanting something better, something higher, some higher state of mind knows wisdom. What is wisdom? You know? Wisdom? Wisdom? What is it? Speak. I just think of what you talk about with prajna before knowing, before it's become a concept or solidified. Interesting. And it's also after it's become a concept and solidified because you see what's happening. You see the confusion. You don't stop it. That's ego. You don't justify it, validate it, or explain it to yourself or anyone else. That's ego. Nor do you turn away, ignore whatever's showing up. And, of course, it's uh, quite often shows up as just be with all things. Even that is a little fishy. It might show up better in a different language. But in our language, it sounds like some kind of a project. Be with all things. And it might be better said to just stop fiddling with everything. Whatever shows up, excuse me, whatever shows up, whatever goes away. It shows up or goes away or hangs around. No picking and choosing. No, no adding, subtracting to life. Feel, feel what, you could say it this way, feel what the Buddha felt. Put yourself in the situation of the Buddha 2,500 years ago when he said, life is suffering. This came after, as far as we know, maybe lifetimes, but as far as we know, six years of going into the forest and, and training his mind, trying to understand the truth himself. As the story goes, he had a couple of teachers, but who knows? For sure, probably did have some kind of help from someone. He happened to become the famous Buddha. The other one's the ancient Buddhas. How many are there? Seven? You don't know. Never counted. But there's another way of talking about the personage of the Buddha is it's always been there. It's always been, show, always been showing up. So to live in enlightenment is don't accept, don't reject, don't agree, don't disagree. This doesn't mean you don't have a relative situation that is that you agree with. Say, yes, I agree with that. Should we do this? Uh, it looks to me like uh, we should probably wait. It looks like it might rain. So let's wait until the rain passes. 
but all kinds of relativity that is always magnetizing us back into the relative world of uh, chop wood, carry water. Just, we're just here, we're just functioning. But before you can fundamentally do that, it seems to be necessary, necessary to look at the confusion that prevents that kind of simplicity, that kind of directness, that kind of genuine relationship to what is referred to as other. This would show up differently for each person, and not only each person, but for a particular person, different every day, different every practice, every um, every situation that's happening, whether it's a job you're holding or working with your coworkers, or it is just you're coming into the zendo or into your particular meditation space or room or to your altar or your shrine or whatever the setup is for you that supports your awareness practice. Uh, it's the same and different. It's both different because it's a different time, but it's also the same. See that? Don't add, don't subtract, don't divide. And again, you've heard me say this 1,700 times. The way you don't do the math, the way you don't do that, is to observe the way you continue to do it, not by covering it up with a bushel basket and pretending that you no longer do that and having a credential that I no longer add. I'm actually on the path. I'm probably in the third boomy or something like that. But to actually observe, receive the degree to which you're pushing on this, or you're advancing that, or you're explaining this, analyzing, analyzing. And is that wrong? No, it's just more and more relative truth, which sometimes referred to as half truth. It won't last. So you may have to you may have to look at the delusion without accepting it, passion, without rejecting it, aggression, and without distracting yourself or looking away or shutting down on it. Ignorance. You might have to watch a lot of that without any addition, subtraction. Or division. In other words, no correcting. You don't correct anything. This is a this is a knee-jerk reaction of ego. I've got to stop feeling that way. Or I have to be more, I have to be less. I need more clarity. The very confusion right in front of you. That's why I say what you're looking for, you're looking right at it 24-7. Even in your dreams, you're looking at it. You're looking at it. And what you're looking at depending on the person, maybe, maybe your particular way of covering up the truth. And what is the truth? There's no one there. There's no solid being. It's going to be frightening. There's no solid ongoing self anywhere. I don't believe that, but you can check it out. You could, if you're a meditator, which anyone here is doing some kind of meditation, I'm sure, maybe a lot. Maybe not that much. Find out yourself. It's a do-it-yourself, a transcendental do-it-yourself project to see the ultimate truth by using this formula of the Buddha's Dharma. Return to the teacher, the teaching, and the community. Those three seem to be very important. I don't necessarily know if they're indispensable, but
And there, as far as a live in enlightenment, it's just it's just about seeing that whatever is happening in any current situation, any present situation, is awakening. This is what this means. It is awakening, regardless. A lovely word, regardless uh, of how you feel about it. I sometimes say, not often, because it's so easy to misunderstand. I don't give a shit how you feel. Sound familiar? I can't because I'm concerned about how you feel. Then I have to buy into your feelings. Then I have to do something to stop you or help you from feeling that way. And of course, I, I sometimes uh, will do that. I sometimes will. How do I say it? I, of course, I care how you feel. But if I get swamped by the same emotions that are swamping you, then you know, then everyone is drowning. Everyone is in the water. Somebody has to, somebody, namely, in this case, the teacher. You might say has to not drown or has to not get in the water or has to be the water or has to, has to, has to, has to. Isn't that a flower? Oh, there's a hostas. <laughs> yes. How, how do you do that without separating from the student's emotions? How would you do it? Is that the Sokukoji Mudra? <clears throat> Paraphrase your question. I'll respond. It just seems like if I were to do that, it would be a kind of ignorance or um, some kind of barrier between me and the person. But I feel like what you're saying is different than that. So I'm not saying I'm going around not caring. It probably is much more the opposite direction. But I can't necessarily be swamped by it, uh, as you might be or anyone might be. I have to have some kind of understanding of what that is and see that it's dependently risen and see that you don't have to solve that. But because if I get swamped by it, then I'm thinking you've got to get rid of it too. And then I'm trying to figure out ways to you can, what, stop uh, your, the immediacy of that particular situation uh, making life difficult for you and try to help you see that you have to see that. You have to see the emotion, see the negativity, see the grasping, see the rejection, see the shutting down yourself. Kyokuro. Kyokuro Bowen, you said stop fiddling with everything. If uh, we're not fiddling, and we're just observing, does that mean passion, aggression, and ignorance will stop? You won't care. It's the fiddling around with things, the pushing on things, of being convinced that there's some terrible thing that's happening to you. You're deeply suffering. You're deeply, deeply, you know, you're going down you're to the point where you might even think, mm, maybe I should just end this whole situation. Horrible, horrible anxiety, angst about how you feel. have to just receive it. And even receiving is a little bit extra, like you're receiving it. There's no, just don't get in the way of it with your ideas, your, your um, judgments, your opinions, your ideas, your conclusions about it. Nothing lasts. And even that is, is only, if it gets, has any stability at all, it gets its stability by being fiddled with or pushed on or, or thought out or analyzed 
the feeling of accomplishing something sometimes uh, replaces uh, working with something directly as it is. So we tend to go into thought patterns about, 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 should I, should I, should this, is this going to, will this work? Am I doing this correctly? Don't do anything. Well, does it then have a physical, a more physical component to it if you're not adding or subtracting? It could have, could have, certainly. What do you want to know? I guess I was looking for signs. Science? Signs, signs? Characters, some some kind of sign that that what that something is. I guess I'm looking for improvement. Oh, improvement. Uh, that's a that's difficult. There may be what you would, would show up as improvement, like less blaming other people for how you feel. That can happen. That's not awakening. That's not realization. Mondo. Mondo Bang, how it, <clears throat> what do you mean by what is happening now is awakening? If you do nothing with it, no add, no, no adding, no subtracting, no dividing, then, then uh, the ego, the self-centered mind, the narcissistic aspect of the mind in the Yogacara tradition called the seventh consciousness, that aspect of consciousness that shrinks down with paranoia and shrinks into somebody who is defending somebody who's protecting, somebody who's advancing, somebody who needs uh, support or compliments, has some kind of needs, that uh, aspect of consciousness, if you do nothing with it, 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 gets, it gets no nutrition. It can't continue to function as an otherness that is paranoid. More? What about I'm, so then uh, whatever is happening, if it's observed, is awakening found? Yes. It's just received, just received, just, you just observe. It's just perception. Perception only is the way it would be said, said by, uh, um, in this, in the same tradition. It's just, there's no perceiver and there's nothing perceived. There's no perceiver. There's nothing perceived. There's no one perceived. There's something perceived, but it's perception only. Difficult to take the conceptual mind that is so equipped to gra grapple with this and fight with this and analyze this and conclude this. It's very easy. The most of the world is doing that with everything all the time. It happens from the sandbox right up to the uh, Bradley fighting vehicle in Iraq or wherever. When you say in, um, live in enlightenment, it seems like you're pointing at no fixing. I am. No fixed anything. This doesn't mean that the gate's broken out here. You don't go and get Shoto and say, where's your gate tools? <laughs> He'll say, I don't know. I think somebody took them. I said, well, probably somebody took them because you didn't get around to fixing that gate and they're trying to do it. See what I'm saying? Properly, properly scolded him. So some things need to be fixed, of course. So we're not saying, but when we try to do that with the mind stream, with our ideas, our opinions, our emotions, not so good. 
When I say it's not so good, it's not horrible. It's just circular. It goes around and we get another dose of it in three weeks or every lunar cycle or every cycle, 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 whichever cycle you're riding, it's coming back around because you've actually done something with that rather than just receive. You actually add it on to the, what's basically called karma. This is a path where you can realize your true nature, which in two words is not separate. There's no big, holy, wonderful, sacred uh, feeling, particularly. It may have a feeling content, content but the understanding is, uh, is not intellectual and it's not feeling. It's, it's perception. It's perception. It's consciousness only. More? Wunderbar, it seems like you're pointing at living in intention. What? Seems like you're pointing at living in intention. Yes, yes, man. Not result. That's relative truth. That's where you get fixed. That's where you might go through psychoanalysis and it may help you tremendously. You might go through any kind of therapy. It may just, you know, depending on. Because this is dependent on the arisen too, dependent on how that came about, that disturbance or that difficulty showed up for you, some kind of working with relative truth could get relative results. But it doesn't it doesn't uh, it doesn't deal with the primary matter, which is death. You you can ignore that as long as you're thirty two years old and you're in good health and, and people like you. To quote my son, who said that this morning. Didn't he say that? People like me? Didn't he say that? Didn't Mason say that? Or Takado? Oh, yeah. He said, people like me. And he also thinks he's handsome, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's not watching. He doesn't. He's heard enough of this. Okay. Good question. Shokabang, earlier you talked about enlightenment as mind without any obstruction. Mm-hmm. What is receiving when there are obstructions? Receiving is the path. Ground is suffering. Receiving is the path. Receive, receive, receive this crazy world. Don't object, don't agree, don't look away. Receive it. This is your vow. Be with all things. I would say, receive all things, not to be with any of them. Receive it. Whatever happens in your life stream, here, 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 and in your mind stream. Just receive. If you've, if you've, if it's come, if it's showing up, you've got it coming. Not you. There is no you. But the dynamic that shows up as your particular consciousness, it's it needs to be there because it depends on the arisen. Nothing is fundamentally separate. Separate. It's separated. That's how it functions. Otherwise, anytime you had uh, pigeons take off, there would just be one pigeon instead of five hundred pigeons that all fly in a pattern. Well, pigeons don't do that, though, do they? I think that's, uh, what is it, flies and patterns? Sparrows? Starlings. Huh? Starlings. Starlings. Yeah, they got it down. Have another question, or are you just daydreaming? <laughs> You're drawing? You're straining. Um, what is, how, how do we, how is the path receiving when it's not about becoming a better receiver. There might be something like that happening for a while. 
but haven't received. Just, just receive whatever's showing up, whatever's, whoever's talking to you, receive what they're saying, and so far as you can understand it, receive, uh, also receive uh, anything you spontaneously produced about what they just said, thinking about what they're thinking about, thinking about what they're thinking about based on what you're hearing they're saying, which shows up as you thinking about what they're saying, follow me? Don't do anything with that, correct nothing. Don't try to be a better receiver. Just receive, don't improve, don't improve. That doesn't mean that from some kind of relative point of view, you might create less uh, less chaos in your family or in your sangha or in your relationships. Just by just receive, be kind. Let the world give you this incredible gift of free and well-favored. You don't know how you got here, nor do I. Did something get here? Answer me. Another one of those Soka Goji mudras. You don't know? Okay. Yes. She's unbowing. Um, when we are taking responsibility for how we feel, what what is it? What is the responsibility or what is that activity bowing? Won't be much, but you won't there'll be no production. No, you're not, not doing anything with it. No, what is the, the word for this? I don't know the... Uh, Chisho, what is the Sanskrit word for outflows? Come on, scratch your head. I know, it's not coming up. I'll get back to it. Pick it up and get back to me. Go ahead. Um, cheese, I'm bowing. As the intensity of the emotion continues to increase, it seems that the ability to take responsibility is harder. How do we not abandon our own negativity for a cause? Just observe the abandonment with no, no, uh, no book report on it. Just observe the aban observe the abandonment. You described it, so I'm using your words. Just observe that. Observe, observe. Uh, the other one is receive. Something showing up that you don't like, something showing up you really like, something showing up that is of no interest. Don't do anything with it other than receive it. Receive it. And what happens there is if you, you're just on receive, then it has its own energy because it's uh, dependently risen. And so it may, it may shift to one side and slide away right away since you don't do anything with it other than you just feel its texture. Excuse me. And then it slides away. Whereas if you if you if it comes up and it's immediately threatening, and you try to protect yourself against something you're not even know, don't even really know what it is yet, then it can it can hang around, it can go underground, it can change its shape because of dependent origination, and then you're also triggering other aspects of dependent origination that come together that can reinforce that kind of dynamic and make you actually murder that person or say a mean thing to someone. Jeez, I'm bowing after, if, if I've already abandoned that negativity, is there a way to move back into it without an additional layer? Uh, great good question. I think there, there's a great possibility uh, to do that. If one has strong mind training, has been working at this for a while, I can't really generalize too much, but yes, if your intention is to see the truth, your intention uh, through these vows is to save all beings, be with all things, to fundamentally put others before yourself, 
then you might go into something and be able to to uh, just uh, lose. That's how it would feel to ego. It's just, I'm already in there, already got my gun out of the holster, yet I'm going to lose. I'm not only going to put it back in my holster, I'm just going to drop it. I'm just going to lose. Even though there might be a threat to ego of you'll look, you won't look good, you won't look strong, or, or you'll look weak, or you didn't follow through. Thinking about, thinking about, thinking about, go ahead. Can that be done with somebody else? I'm thinking of like in relationship to me and Senshu. If I've already stepped into it, can I move back into that negativity in a way that includes or acknowledges the stepping out of it? Well, there again, it's a situational. So possibly, just that you can even ask the question, I would say yes. But it's, it's dependently arisen, so it would also involve how, how she is functioning also. Right and wrong are just extra. There are, there are overlays that come in that give us the illusion we're figuring things out because we know who did what and who didn't do what. You know, who did it, who didn't, who's the perpetrator. Looking for a perpetrator is, uh, this is the mundane path, par excellence. It's, it's just trying to figure things out and stop some things and start others. And the whole world is doing this all the time. And they may think, or people may think, who knows, that the spiritual path is just some kind of highfalutin thing that, that doesn't pay the bills. When actually it's uh, to see how, you're, uh, how you are imprisoned by your emotions, your feelings, your ideas, your, your, your greed, your desire for something else, your desire to see that is the beginning of liberation from this prison of samsara. Oh, the spiritual path. Thank you. Yes, sir. Shoto, got that gate fixed yet? No. Question from Marco. What about being beneficial? Kind regards from the Netherlands, Gasho. What about what? What about being beneficial? What about it? Well, you can't really answer for him. Okay, what about being beneficial? Well, you could start by just don't make life miserable for others. Don't add to their confusion by dumping on them. Simply put, you can meet people where they're at in their in their confusion, and not to agree with it, disagree, or look away, but just sometimes people just want somebody to listen to them a little bit. That might be the most beneficial thing you can do for some people is just receive their confusion without some kind of dumb advice for them. Like, maybe you should meditate. Don't tell people that. As I've said 25 or 30 times, make them drag it out of you. People aren't going to value what this is if they're just another sales pitch, another soap commercial. Promise nothing. Aren't you one of the shoe sisters? Yes, Jun Chu, go ahead. If we see that we've hurt somebody, how is it um, helpful to them for us to just receive that rather than apologizing or trying to fix it? So you've heard me say, apologize once. But don't, if you apologize once, then probably pretty sincere. Sorry, I, sorry I said that, sorry I did that. But if you do it a lot, then you're trying to get off the hook. So if you're wanting somebody to come in and it's okay, I accept your apology. 
Chishop. Chishwai, uh, the common word would be utpadaka, that is to produce. But the way I think the word probably you are looking for was ashrava, that comes up uh, in uh, Abhidharma and in Vasubandhu's works. Ashrava and anashrava. Anashrava, no production, production. Yeah, production. Ashrava has a thing of producing something, but with a little bit of defilement associated with it. Uh, ashrava. What was the other one? Anashrava, Utpadaka would be just production. Utpadaka. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you. Mondo. Mondo Bowing. Um, is living in intention, this, uh, how is living in intention different from living in enlightenment? Uh, intention is, is, has more of a, um, um, you could say a production quality to it. So something you're intending to see this, you intend to see what this is. So you sit down and you look at it. So as soon as you have the intention, then, then it becomes observation of what, what you're looking at. You intend to see whatever's in front of you, what that is. Or uh, the word intention can show up lots of ways. The intention to be with all things might show up uh, as a contrast that you can't quite do that, that you're, you notice you start to struggle with this, or this person comes into the room and immediately you feel, feel negativity around them. So what do you do? Receive the negativity rather than try to overcome that with some kind of intention to, to uh, end it or solve it. More? Or did, I didn't cover part of it. The, uh, in awakening enlightenment, uh, uh, that's just, it's, it's always the case. We'll do anything. Sit still. That doesn't mean hold still. Just, just the stillness is already the case. We add to it by moving. This is why sitting meditation in a symmetrical position is so very, very powerful. And it's, and we might think, well, I can't do this you know, day after day or month after month after year, year after year. Well, you've been doing lifetime after lifetime after lifetime of not doing this. So you might want to dedicate a few years of your life to this. Sit down, find out who you are. And that finding out who you are is not going to show up in the conventional terms of now you know that you're this person or this kind of person or that kind of person. We often hear people say, well, I'm the kind of person that never, I never really pay my bills. You hear that often, don't we? No. Oh, that's the other way around. I'm the kind of person, I always pay my debts. How about you guys? I always pay my, and I keep my word. This is just baloney. Even baloney is too much of a compliment. Sir? Jeez, I'm bombing. How would you contrast that with keeping agreements? So, what's, how are you seeing that contrast? Um, I guess I just think you really encourage us to keep our agreements. You don't say don't keep your word or any of that. So I'm just wondering, is there something about an agreement that is, is a little more um, considerate of what's happening than living out, out of principle? I think so. I think you already said it. The agreement is, is more uh, more alive. You have a person or you've agreed to uh, take care of a certain project. And, uh, and if you try to keep that agreement, and, if, and because of dependent origination, things are going to fall, fall apart. 
I sometimes say plans don't work. That's how you know it's a plan. It doesn't work. You have to adjust. You have to need more of this, less of that. But so keeping your agreement is just an intention to make an agreement, simply put, with another person to do something a certain way. But the situation is changing. So keeping that agreement uh, may not be just no matter what, you're going to keep the agreement because you need to have the credential of someone who keeps their agreements. Follow? So that keeping that agreement just ride on the intention and with the idea that when you made the agreement or with someone, the situation isn't, hasn't changed so much that you just can't do that. More? Oh, thank you. Shoto. Question from Jeremy Gray. Jeremy. He says, I've read about levels of enlightenment. Can you speak about your experience or, or perspective on this? Well, I can. You might not care for the answer. There are many, many levels, and there are no levels at all. This is called non-dual. Many, many levels. You may need to go through levels. You may need to drag your butt through all kinds of practices. <clears throat> you may have to check out every practice. <clears throat> or you may need to uh, do it a totally different way. So the whole idea of levels and it shows up that way if you look at the the 12 the 10 bodhisattva bumis or grounds of the bodhisattva they look like levels just like the the paramitas sometimes are taught as levels uh, stages on the path uh, the the five uh, paths the path of accumulation the path of uh, what is the next one you want to tell me huh preparation that's the first one Sure. Path of preparation, the path of accumulation, the path of meditation, and the path of uh, jubilation. No. One of those Asians. Path of seeing, and then the path of no more learning. I would say, let's go to the path. Let's just do two paths. Uh, you saw it, the path that you saw it, and the path that you know what it is. Or no more learning. There's nothing to learn. There's relative knowledge, but on the spiritual path, at some point, there isn't anything else to learn because you see it. It's always in front of you. You're not separate from it. So the idea of a, of a student uh, and something to be learned goes away. The student never really goes away. As long as there's a living being, a living presence as a human being, always a student of everything. Go ahead. No? You don't want to add on to your response? I think you're going to dive right into the five paths. <laughs> sure. Shokabang, how do we be a student rather than thinking that we're a student? Seems to be similar. I'm not sure what, what do you, what, what do you want to know? I under, I'm following the question somewhat, but I'm just getting almost as confused as you are. Shogulang, um, how do we fundamentally be a student of everything that's arising? Receive. Whatever it is, receive it, rather than project onto it and then receive what you think it is. The projection is, is, is there's, there's no, not even any time frame there, isn't it? 30th of a second, it's just, as soon as you see it, your, the projection is there. You don't really get a chance to see what it is. Because your protection is so very opaque and it's based on fear. Fear of what you might see. 
because what you will see is not supportive to the self-centered mind of ego. It's terrifying. Don't misunderstand. If you, I'm not saying you couldn't see this without particularly going through, what is the word, terrification. I had to go through it. So when that lamination is so immediate, how do we, how do we receive? Just practice. Just continue. You're a monk. Just continue to practice. Return to the Buddha, the Dharma, Sangha, as you do. Been doing it for years. There's no, there's no time frame on it. Uh, I think somebody in the Zen tradition said it takes about 20 years if you break through it. So. What have you got about six? Sure, you once told me 20 years and I smiled and then you told me 30 years. It's <laughs> <laughs> during that ordination. Oh, that's when that was. Well, you did become ordained then. So we are a monk. So I wasn't just joking. Were you joking? Yes, sir. Jeremy has a follow-up. I bet he does. Um, says, is this like abandoning the raft, like finding out that all along we were already there, bowing? It's an interesting image. It's like that, but it's, it can, if we start talking that way, it gets really, it's quite um, an interesting kind of fuel for the ego, or, or spiritual uh, anecdotes or images that, that are quite entertaining. Like the ox herding pictures, how many stages of those? Uh, you know, ten, yeah, ten of them. Yeah. And Munoz in the has a project where she's memorizing those as they were originally written in Chinese. You want to say the first one? Now let's see. Where is you, Hong? <laughs> <clears throat> you hung her you there somewhere in one of those screens. Did she say that? Did she say it? Yes. By the way, maybe I'll memorize that too. Do you know what she said? No? You don't know what it means? What does it mean? It's the. Uh, Wild, untamed ox beginning to trample the flowers. That comes later. But it's an, uh, it's Wild, untamed. So it's a mind. So here's another image. That, very entertaining. It's a beautiful set of teachings about the stages on the path. It's beautiful. But you can break it down into three or two. Or like I did a few minutes ago, say, you don't know, and now you know. And you know, and you don't, and there's no proof. You just know. You know, and you know so, the knowing is so powerful, uh, you, you, you can't be challenged. I mean, you can be challenged, but if you're challenged, you'll just lose. It's, it's the knowing is so powerful. The clarity, living in enlightenment, live there now. Don't wait another minute, live there now. Nothing else, there's nothing else. Anything that arises in your mind is deception. If you grasp it. It's deception if you agree with it. And it's deception if you shut down on it. If you don't do anything with it, this is Buddha. No matter what it is. Other questions?
Yes, sir. DJ Valley. Um, if we're only supposed to receive and observe, like in interactions with other people, how do we act with compassion, especially if only receiving doesn't seem to be bringing about compassion? Okay. You can't really bring about compassion. You can bring about sympathy and bring about concern for others and wanting to be of help and wanting to, but actual compassion, the way I understand it, uh, comes out of wisdom. And the wisdom uh, comes first. It can be talk, taught or talked about the other way around, of course. Anything, that's one thing about the spiritual path. Uh, if you understand it, you can say whatever you want because you're always speaking the truth. So the way I would uh, respond to your question is uh, sit a lot. Do a lot of sitting meditation, really. Sit, do a lot of sitting meditation so that the concepts that arise in the mind have a lot more space around them. And they're, they're a lot less, uh, when I say claustrophobic, I'm not saying you feel claustrophobic, but the thoughts themselves have too tight of a container about right and wrong and so on. I'm not, not accusing you of anything. But it's a good question. Thank you. Anyone uh, on Zoom here? Yeah. Wulong Dowing. Um, often or sometimes it's not clear when I am taking responsibility for my feelings, um, not dumping on someone, and uh, not respecting their seeing me fully or their ability to see me fully. So my, my question is, how do I know when I am what feels like controlled concealing and or uh, just letting someone see me fully in some pretty uh, wretched states, bowing? Less is better. Just, just don't produce, just receive. Much as you can, you might you might have to produce some, and but then when you do that, rather 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 than doing anything with that, like adding on some kind of a um, judgment of it, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. Look at the circularity of it. Just receive as much as you can, and produce as little as possible. Relatively, you're going to have someone ask you a question. You're going to have to produce something just to be in relationship. But that whole interior area, we're going to call it the interior of the mind stream about how you feel about any given thing, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. And I say that uh, sometimes we just can't. We have to, we're in a close relationship with someone, we might be, you know, spitting at them quite a bit. But less is better. Wulong bowing. Um, there seems to be a bit of even more confusion in what you just said. Um, there's a bit of picking and choosing. And I don't, uh, I, I don't, I can't pick and choose in those, like what to share, what not to share. Uh, don't share. Stop it. Don't share. How, how, how do you not share with, you know, your most intimate partner i mean it would feel like i'd be walking around with like a stone wall how well then tell them about the stone wall 
or her or whoever, whoever it is you're talking with. You can share that much. But the, the, it creates quite a labyrinth of explanation and I'm sharing who I am and who I am and what I am. And uh, it's, it's quite a bit of uh, fuel for ego. We get wound up in that kind of labyrinth of what I should share, what I shouldn't share. I'm really sharing this with you. What I'm sharing with you, you're not really receiving. You don't really understand what I'm saying about what. I mean, it just it just becomes a. It just starts to spin, and it might look like a straight line, but it but from uh, you could say an aerial perspective, it's just spinning, spinning, spinning. Less is better. So why we have? Go ahead, please. Well, I'm bowing. Is there a way in that situation where? Um, if neither of us are seeking to understand the other or needing to understand that there could also be some growth and opening? Well, there could be, but it's, you know, the, kind, the, the language you're using is more about therapy kind of language. And so uh, it's not wrong. Sometimes that's the only way you can address these kinds of dynamics, but when, uh, when it's between in relationship. And I'm all for doing that. But from the point of view of, I'm not a therapist, as you know, from the point of view of the spiritual path, we're talking about being completely responsible, the ability to respond. It's not about blame. Completely responsible for what arises in your mind stream, even though we know uh, in the teachings there is no solid being there. But there's a, a grasping at a, at a being, at a personhood that is right, or grasping at someone who's wrong, or grasping at something that is sharing, grasping that something is not sharing enough. And so there, that circularity that happens there, uh, the only way that I know of to work with that directly and intelligently is sitting practice of meditation, sit down and study, work with, watch what moves in the mind stream so that the, the space in which that which, the space in the mind and the consciousness in which the thoughts, ideas, formations, conclusions, rejections, analyses come and go is the primary uh, basis of the, of, the, of the understanding space. It's just an open dimension. No, no particularity is happening, even though particularity may, may be coming to at you from your mate or from your own mind responding, thinking about what somebody else is thinking about what you're thinking. That kind of going around, well, no, I didn't mean that. Well, what, well, well I don't want you to think this as if you, you could have any say so at all about what somebody's thinking. So I would say, go to the wall, spend a lot of time in front of the wall. And uh, 90-10, receive, listen, 90% of the time, at least 50-50. But 90 is a pretty good one to get you out of the production area and listen to what your partner or what your the person you're with or talking to, listen. And if they're not saying much, then uh, then just receive what, what is happening, how they look, their body language. I don't really call it language. I'm just saying body, so bodies like this or like this. And it's not that you conclude something, you leave this or this means they're protecting themselves. That's baloney. That's for TV. We're talking about this. You don't say their arms are crossed. You just receive what it is. And what is it? It's just this. It looks like this. It looks like this. It looks like this. It looks like this. Very, very simple visual sound, tone of someone's voice, the 
the spaces between their words, whether whether tone is going up and up in the, in the register or going down. Not that it means anything. Don't leave what it is or how it appears for what you think it means. Don't abandon reality. What is reality? Not separate. There's not any separate things anywhere. It, it's a, an incredible illusion, and it just continually comes in with more and more and more and more and more proof, proof, proof. This hurts, so that must mean. This feels good, so that must mean. That looks bad, so this must mean. Sir. Thank you. You're welcome. Question from Eric Estefiro. Bowing, when you say live, live the enlightenment, is practice and enlightenment coming together the end of practice? Before you started, it's always the case. Our whole, our whole life is diverting ourselves away from it. What was that? Was that Eric S? The Eric E. S. The Bureau. Oh, I'm not familiar. Yes. Shogabang, if we're listening to somebody or receiving somebody, will we be able to respond correctly? You're using the word correctly. Uh, we might better say respond uh, maybe respectfully or in line with what is being expressed without changing gears or rotating into some otherness. That gives us a little bit of a credential, like we understand something. Can you give me an example. Shogun, it seems like sometimes in interactions when two people are, are talking to kind of get an understanding of something, um, if we're listening, will we be able to correctly correspond or, or relate to the, the conceptual? So I'm not sure about the correctly, incorrectly. That might be extra based on relative structures of, of the agreement that this is right and this is wrong, which are valid relatively. But the way it sounds like you're asking the question, uh, you, you won't need that. You just need to receive. Just just receive what, whatever is showing up, regardless of how you feel about it, or regardless of trying to figure out a way to determine if you're doing the proper amount of receiving by being able to produce something that is in line or accurate. Follow me a little bit, further question about it. You're not gonna get a credential, my friend. You get a credential, this is just not wrong, it's just the relative construct of society and culture and ethics and all of that stuff. Live in enlightenment. You won't have a reference point. You won't know right from wrong. And since there's no longer, there's still an ego, it just has no, has no credentials anymore. So now you're going to, you're living in enlightenment, you're going to live out of your awareness. You're not going to live out of what you want or what you might still be grasping, not interested, might still be rejecting just because of dependent origination, because of karma, prati and prati, samapada. just that anything that shows up as otherness is not separate from anything else. So it's not, it's also not, everything is not all one. It's just not separate. It retains its singularity in terms of um, self-existing. It's just that. That's why it's so impossible to figure out. If you begin to see that, you can see, well, well no wonder one can understand this intellectually, even though they're 
thousands of volumes right now, probably. You get right to the edge of the cliff, but you can't jump with concepts. The only thing you can jump with is space. And what is space? Awareness, awareness, awareness. Buddha nature. Go ahead. Jujube. Jujube Valley. Earlier when you were talking about someone getting swamped and you can't get swamped with them and their emotions. Are you stopping yourself from getting swamped? No, I get swamped. Can't help it. I lied. I lie all the time. More? More? Swamped. What, what's, what's different about you getting swamped or me getting swamped? Do you see that it's unreal? It's a way of saying it. There's, there's no one in there, no one there who's swamped. The swamp has a, you know, it's, you can do all the swamping at once, but it can't find someone who's swamped. The identity, the mistaken identity, the assumption that there's somebody who gets swamped. You've said in the past that it's not necessary to work on relationships. Yes. If a if a relative relationship is showing up harmonious or in conflict, is that besides the point on the spiritual path, Bowie? I don't know if it's a, if you'd say beside the point. I'm not going to say just write it off. There might be, but it's, it's situational, and so it's relative. But rather than have a, some kind of a statement about it that you always have to work on it, uh, it might be better to to just see what it is. It's very specific, very individual. The karma of one person coming together, the karma of another person, can be very very unique. So that's that's part of the reason it's so convincing that there is some some realness to our life. Is it? We don't even, if you tell someone about it, even a therapist, they might not be sure exactly what's going on. So they might dig around and try to bring out aspects of your otherness, of the convincing parts. Well, you're this kind of person, you're that kind of person. Just like an astrologer will go in and say, well, all your planets are in earth and all his planets are in, uh, in fire. And that's not going to work. I mean, it's just, you know, you can, you can, you can make anything seem plausible. And the planets, uh, tarot, uh, Alma Street, um, the I Ching. I mean, I could go on and on because I'm extremely curious and I've been looking at everything forever, just about, or at least for the last 80 years. I still look. I still look. But the only, only solution, and it's not even a solution, is to see what this is yourself. You don't need anything. You don't need me. You don't need to be a monk. You don't need anything. But you might have to do. You might have to have some kind of a form. Otherwise, we we continue to look for something mm -hmm. else, something else we keep for proof. Whereas this, the path of the Buddha from 2,500 years ago is saying, see what this is. What you're looking for is in front of you, not separate. You are not separate from anything. The illusion of otherness or of selfhood is, is just that, it's an illusion. So coming into a, a dynamic between two people in a relationship, that's uh, it's a, it's a incredibly intense illusion of otherness. So if you try to work on it and try to figure out ways to techniques, which we've all talked about, talked to everybody about this at some point or another, uh, those, those will help you continue to practice, but they won't necessarily solve it. The only fundamental understanding is to see your true nature, whether you're 
whether your community does or your whether your teacher has, uh, but you need to see it. See your true nature, which is not separate from anything anywhere. Go ahead. So for bowing, uh, as the blame around the pleasure and the pain uh, decreases. That's good. <laughs> what is left? What is left? Well, to do left and right. No, I don't mean to be silly about it. I'm saying there isn't a lot to do. You just be with be with all things. Live your life. Enjoy yourself. We have nerve endings. Sometimes they feel abraded. Sometimes they feel uh, like feathers. Sometimes it's nice. As Trungpa Rinpoche says in the Sadhana Mahamudra, I think it's pain and pleasure have become, uh, is it ornaments, which is, which is pleasant to wear. So it's just that you, you realize your true nature. You realize all the polarity is just an incredible uh, pile of, just a, a huge swamp of otherness, of right and wrong, and life and death and, and blame. It's just an intense fabrication of otherness, trying to get some kind of relative control over everything. Realize that your, your true nature, your, all the war is over with. You don't fight with anything. You don't agree with anything. You don't ignore anything. So you're pretty much a big know-it-all. Shadow Valley, um, can a response that's coming out of um, the situation or that's in line with the situation still be disruptive or dissonant? Maybe, but we're not looking for some kind of a proof of, of whether it's valid or not by looking at whether it's you know, everything that is not dissonant uh, will build up a credential that we're starting to get better, we're doing better, and well, at least we're not adding to the confusion. No, you're responsible for everything, even the confusion that's happening happening 50 miles away in somebody's backyard where somebody's being abused. You're responsible for that. You're not to blame, but everything is your responsibility. This is your world. It's your family, your, your human beings, your raccoons and deer and birds and insects. It's yours. More? Good area to talk about if you want to go there. It's just bringing up the question I asked you this morning in a text. Um, and I asked, uh, is ego the commentary, not the activity? What did I say? Yes. That was a short response, wasn't it? <clears throat> Changed my mind. No. Is that helpful? <laughs> Ask the Sukhansa, you know, stuff like that. Better <laughs> question? Or more about that? Uh, there's a, another question on YouTube. Go ahead. From Isaac Leon. Yes, Isaac. How is confusion enlightenment? Very good, Isaac. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for that question. Good one. Simple, direct, and powerful, powerful question. And the statement I'm about to, the way I'm responding to that is, after, I might have to reflect on it a little bit, is it's not separate because what the Buddha saw was, wasn't some kind of fancy feeling of being enlightened and, enlightened and knowing everything and being omniscient. Any of that. What he saw was confusion, and he didn't see part of it. He didn't see one little finger of it. He didn't see two fingers of it. He didn't see three. He looked at it until he saw the entire mess, the entire confusion. 
and that incredible awareness of the Buddha saw everything. And he said, life is suffering. And the cause of suffering is wanting something else. And the goal is to, uh, is possible, is a cessation of suffering. And how do we do that? Awareness, Shila Samadhi and Prajna, train your mind to see clearly. So the way it's uh, the same is that it is the awareness of the confusion is not separate from the confusion because it sees it so clearly. So therefore they're, they're differentiated in some way, but fundamentally not separate. The same way as everywhere you look, you see it, it doesn't stop because it has not begun. Everywhere you see, this is, this is uh, radiant and glowing, radiant and glowing with Buddha nature. Don't take my word for anything. Don't believe it. Go to something else. Start a hardware company somewhere. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm saying do whatever you want. But if you're listening to me, you might want to look at what's right in front of you. And how do you do that? Find a wall, sit down, hold still, and see your true nature. Spend 20 years there or more. Or not. Do something else. But confusion and liberation are separated in terms of the concepts, but fundamentally they're not separate. The, the Buddha completely collapsed into confusion and, uh, and awoke to his true nature. There wasn't anyone there, uh, nor was there any otherness there. It was all unreal. Yes, you can take notes. I'd like to hear how you describe that. Further question? Isaac, do you have another first uh, question on top of that? Anybody want to disagree with me? That's always fun. You would see me lose. Are we done or are there more questions? Any, more, any questions on Zoom? Katie? Katie Bowing. How does one act with enlightenment while navigating the demands of others that are unavoidable, like coworkers, family, or neighbors? Bowing. <clears throat> no, probably not going to be able to do it. But you can consider it. Mm -hmm. You can consider, you can consider that when you're talking to coworkers or neighbors or family, consider it, consider there's an understanding that transcends all this chaos between our, our brother and ourself or, or, or aunt or, or someone that we're working with or one of our neighbors or one of our Sangha members, someone that is practicing what we're practicing, but we have some kind of misunderstanding or interaction with that is, is uh, just seems more and more confusing. Consider it. Consider it that you could just, uh, it's, it's not literally something you can do, but it's just like you pull the plug on everything. You're just going to, you're not going to send any power or any of your incredible awareness into anything to support it. You're not going to convert awareness into some kind of objectivity that pushes on something, some kind of objectivity uh, that pulls or shuts down or no strategy other than just receive. This is your strategy. Sit down, hold still, see what is true for yourself. Shikantaza, just precisely this. Just precisely, that's what that 
translation of that from the Japanese, as far as I know. Zazen is sit down and look at it. The Tibetans divide it up a little bit more. No matter. There's lots of ways of doing this. Katie Bowling. So Katie. I've been I've been practicing with the receiving and I've been finding that with the pandemic a lot of people's habits are changing drastically. A lot of people are I would say forgetting just common courtesies now and becoming ruder and more impatient. And I don't know how to receive that when, when the aggression is so blatant, how do we do that? Drop your gaze, drop your gaze. I'm saying this is literally no confrontation. Somebody starts starting that way. Don't drop your gaze all the way down. Like some kind of humility or being a loser, but I'm saying drop your gaze slightly. I mean, that's symbolically or, uh, also, just don't confront. When somebody comes at you with aggression, if somebody comes at you with any kind of aggression, any kind of story about why they're upset or why the government did this or why this shouldn't be happening, this is out there afraid. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't know they're afraid because if you have a lot of aggression come out, you're not afraid of anything because you're aggressive or you're upset or you're irritated or covering up the fear. And uh, relatively, it works relatively but everything comes to an end death comes without warning it can come as we know can come to an end very quickly to some people that are really close to us that we think are going to outlive us they don't they die but when you see that stuff that comes up katie that you're so clearly describing this all the stuff about COVID, it's just it's just the insanity of the world it's samsara it's been going on since the peloponnesian wars and before that not much has changed. We just have more destructive weapons that, and, and uh, technology that is probably going to bring uh, the world to an end. But who you are does not end. Don't believe that. Who you actually are, your fundamental nature, your body-mind complex, your personality, that's going down. But who you are does not end. Interested in this? I'll help you. Not interested? Go do something else. I have no sales pitch. There's no promise. There's no guarantee of anything. That's cheap. That's materialism. You can find guarantees everywhere. Also, I don't charge a fee, but you're going to have to support me. Otherwise, can't keep going. Pretty much obvious. Sir, question from Marco. Is a conclusion confusion? Yes, it is. So the way I talk about conclusion is don't conclude anything, and then that which needs to be which needs to come together in a certain way will happen. You might not even call it a conclusion. But a conclusion is as soon as you conclude anything, the blindness starts. It might only last for 30 seconds. And then you'll be right back to uh, receiving or investigating. or But something has changed in that time. It's a it's a, a tricky area because it's very easy to, to extend what I just said into some kind of other uh, ideas about the nature of the th- of thought patterns. It's the grasping and the fixation that's the problem, not the thought patterns. If you see what this is, your thinking process might not be relatively accurate all the time, but it's pretty clear. But operating out of, uh, back to Katie's um, dilemma, which we're all in some form of that, our own people in our own family are acting, what's the word for that, insane? Uh, not reasonable. 
just not looking at this and just being reasonable and try to help each other get along and continue to live and thrive and so on. Painful to see that. But it's, it's uh, samsaras, uh, dependent origination, showing up as otherness and as covering up the fear. Someone who's actually afraid uh, is probably not doing much of a cover-up. But someone who's just aggressive, probably covering up the fear with the aggression or with the, the stubbornness or with the fixation. Yes. Question from Terry DePerrin. Terry. When the Buddha collapsed completely into confusion and saw that it was unreal, what did, what did he see himself as? No one in particular. And, and everyone in general. Not separate from anyone. What was different is you could see it. And others are, all they can see is their ideas, their speculation, their hope and their fear. Uh, hope for something better, fear of something worse. Are we at the end of our sojourn? If there are no questions, we'll go ahead and close. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokokoji.org.